I'm not kidding. One time I logged in, nobody had been looking at it. Our bill was $80,000 because somebody had just spun up dozens of lab environments, right? They had created a bot that kind of bypassed some of our security controls on the application side. They had launched multiple different environments and they had launched the biggest instances that they could find that were GPU based. And they had been running unobstructed because nobody looked at it and nobody had monitoring in place. $80,000, that's a full-time salary. Welcome to part two of this amazing interview with Christopher, the founder of Cyber, an amazing online e-learning platform and community of cybersecurity learners and enthusiasts. Now in today's video, we're gonna dive into what cybersecurity looks like in the cloud and how different it is from an on-prem environment. And of course, our holiday giveaway continues and we're gonna be giving away some epic prizes later in the video. So let's dive right on in. So the, the cloud is, I really think, becoming a big thing. Everyone says the cloud's the future. And I don't necessarily believe that everything's going to pivot to the cloud. I think we'll have these kind of hybrid environments, but also kind of introduces new security vulnerabilities as well. Um, you know, so what are some things that you guys are doing to um, kind of evolve around that? Yeah, the, to me, there almost seems to be a lag in the cybersecurity space in terms of, of focusing on cloud. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of training material, including some of my own training material that just focuses on specific types of attacks that are typically web-based or networking-based, Wi-Fi-based, things like that. But I'm not seeing very many training material that focuses specifically on cloud security. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of overlap, right? Like, of course, you're deploying a web application on the cloud, then web-based attacks are relevant to, to that environment in the cloud as well. but Unless you actually understand how that cloud service provider works, whether it's AWS, Azure, or one of their specific services like EC2 or S3 or RDS, which is their database offering on the AWS side, unless you actually understand how that works behind the scenes, one, you can't properly secure it. And two, you can't properly offensively test it, right? If, if, you're, if you're doing a cloud-based pen test and you don't actually understand how the cloud services work, you might, you might catch some, some issues that you've learned from like web-based pen testing techniques, for example, but you're probably going to miss some other stuff that is specific to that cloud service. And so one, and, of, the, you know, one of the areas- That's really scary sorry, to me. Oh, sorry, don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. you know, that's really scary to me from being, in my perspective, not a security guy, you know, with COVID, there was this massive push. We, we threw so much stuff into the cloud and just kind of not knowing any of, you know, the proper techniques, the proper ways to secure things. Now, uh, COVID's kind of quieted down a little bit. A lot of these things are still up in the cloud and just... We don't know if they're secure, to be honest with you, yeah. because we don't know the, the different nuances for the different platforms. It's just kind of been this like hush hush thing, but it's only a matter of time before the bad guys start to realize this and start to leverage those vulnerabilities, you know, the different nuances that come from being in the cloud versus being on on premise or so, so on. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. I, again, sorry to interrupt. No, no, you brought up a good point. And it made me think of, of something else I can mention, which is I've been part of the problem myself. And what I mean by that is, you know, I spent years training people on how to use the AWS cloud. But in my courses, because we weren't focused on security training, what I would do is I would go, okay, let's go ahead and provision this IAM user uh, in the AWS cloud. 
And let's just set a password of password one, two, three. Obviously, don't do this in production, right? This is not good security practice, but this is this is just an example. And and most cloud training providers or courses that I look at, that's what they do. They right, they're, they're shifting the the security training responsibility to someone else. But when you look at it, there is no no someone else. There is nobody else that's picking up that slack and saying, here's how you secure your cloud environments. So what you end up with is a lot of cloud training that teaches you how to launch resources, but it doesn't teach you how to secure those resources. And again, there's a ton of of great ethical hacking training. There's so much competition in that space, which is great because it gives people a lot of choice. But what I've been seeing the past couple of years of running cyber is that nobody's really focusing on cloud security specifically. And so going forward, that's really, I think, going to be a primary focus for cyber because one, that's that's what I have experience in. And again, two, it's just a need that I'm seeing. And more and more of our community members are coming up to me and saying, hey, I'm seeing these jobs are requiring cloud experience, or at least they they, it's a nice to have, right? It's not necessarily a requirement, but it might be a nice to have or vice versa. Or they've gotten that job as a pen tester and now they're getting an engagement that's cloud specific. And they're like, wait a minute, I don't really know anything about the cloud. So do you have any courses you'd recommend that, that would catch me up to speed on cloud security? And I, I can't, I can't recommend any because I haven't found very many that, that are focusing on that specifically. So that's really going to be an area that I think is needed in the future to not only help you help you differentiate yourself for job applications today, but even two years from now, five years from now, 10, 15 years from now, like you said, the cloud is just so important. And even if you have hybrid environments, you still need to have those hybrid skills. And so, so many people are still focusing on non-cloud security skills that I, I think they can really differentiate, differentiate themselves in the job market by picking up cloud security skills as well. I think it's it's absolutely critical. It, it's kind of scary. I mean, I, again, it, it is scary to me that, you know, it's just kind of like we've turned a blind eye to cloud security. It feels like, you know, there's, it's, you know, it's like, okay, let's just get up in the cloud and we'll worry about security later. And then that later never happened. Yeah. Um, and it's still, it's just, it's like this vast void in this topic, you know, there is just not out there. It's not talked about, but it, it's, it's going to be one of those things that's going to really bite a lot of employ uh, companies in the, you know, in the rear end, you know, in the long run. So. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And so we're we're getting ready to launch our first cloud-based or cloud security-based course. It's called Introduction to AWS Security, and so we're we're launching that in December of 2022. So depending on on when you're listening to this, the audience uh, it may either have just launched or it's it's probably already launched, and and you can go check it out on uh, cybercom But it's really just kind of teaching the basics of each of the, the core services and components of AWS. But really beyond that, we then want to create some some material that's going to be project-based. So if you launch these types of resources in the AWS cloud, here's how you secure them at each step of the deployment process. And then after that, here's how you can check the security of that, make sure that the settings are, are proper, uh, and then here's how you can defend it by using either cloud native solutions or third party solutions. Here's how you can do it on the blue team side. So that's really going to be a, a big area of focus for us in, in 2023, for sure. Absolutely. And and you know what? As soon as that course is out and available, we're going to make sure and put that down in the description for you guys. Awesome. Definitely go check it out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's if you're interested in cybersecurity and you are interested in the cloud, this is definitely the way to go. Um, you know, you're going to really 
really be ahead of the you know the head of the game i think and you know really build those really important skills that a lot of employers are not even thinking about you know quite yet there it's it's definitely i think it's going to be the future to come exactly and then you and i have talked about lab-based learning right actually going in and and doing what you're learning the great thing about learning cloud security is that it's very hands-on and it's very practical of course you always have theoretical things you can't necessarily apply in, in a real environment but with cloud security specifically especially the way that i plan on teaching it it's very much i need you to not just watch this video i need you to go in your in your own account and actually follow step by step and do this yourself because if you're not doing that then you're just going to forget everything that we just talked about. And second of all, we've also talked about how to bolster your resume and, and, and the, the tips to, to land a job. Once you're walking through those steps, take screenshots of that, write blog posts about it. Say, hey, today I learned how to secure my, my S3 data, or today I learned how to secure my VPC, how to set up an AWS firewall, how to configure that firewall. Like, Talk about that and show actual screenshots of you doing it via the command line or in, in the, the AWS console. And, and post about it publicly, absolutely. Giveaway time, everyone. So in last week's video, we gave away five of Cyber's networking fundamental courses and one year access to the complete website. If you haven't already, go make sure and watch that video when you're done here to sign up for that giveaway. Now today, we're gonna to be giving away five Security Plus practice exams and three Security Plus courses from Cyber. To enter, simply click the link in the description. And a big shout out to the team over at Cyber for making this possible. Now, back to the video. Absolutely, and you know, one great thing about the cloud and the cloud cybersecurity is, you know, to build these home labs and to practice these skills, a lot of times it doesn't cost anything. Almost all the major cloud platforms have a free tier where you can spin up instances and don't, don't, don't just, you know, leave them on and running, don't walk away and leave them spun up. But um, a lot of times, you know, you can build these labs and test these different skills and ideas completely free of cost and so many people i think forget that um and you know while you're doing that you can be taking screenshots and yeah building documentation creating a blog post that's going to go so far um you know if 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 and the you know a potential employee came you know and i'm doing an interview and i see they have all this documentation that's going to be so valuable you know to me one i'm going to know they're great at creating documentation which is a very important skill to have especially in cybersecurity. um and two i'm going to be able to validate what they're saying you know that they actually know these skills because look i can see how they have done this already and they've documented it i mean that's that's huge to you know a company that's looking to hire someone so absolutely and, and that's a great point because a, a main concern with learning the cloud is oh i've, I've heard the stories of people leaving ec2 instances running and then they, they owe hundreds or thousands of dollars and that's the thing i've i've forgotten to turn off resources i've had those scary moments before but number one the cloud providers are aware of this and as long as it's an honest mistake you can usually reach out to them and and they'll work with you on that right they're not just trying to rip you off they want you to keep using their services But number two, understanding your bill, honestly, is actually a a critical part of security as well. And I think a lot of people miss that. Let me give you a great example of what I mean. When I was working at Linux Academy, we were a really, really small team at the time. We had hands-on labs, but these hands-on labs were deployed on your behalf. So it wasn't like, hey, pull up your own AWS account. It was click on this button, we'll launch an AWS account on your behalf, and then you can launch resources within that. And the reason for that is because we ate the cost on, on behalf of the customer. One of the issues with that is this is years back. This is about six years back at this point. AWS 
was relatively new at that point in time. And so they were still launching a lot of features and they have a service called IAM or Identity and Access Management, which you can use to set up permissions. And so when we were launching these lab environments, we had to configure permissions for the lab environments. But AWS was missing some key IAM critical functionality that would make it to where we couldn't completely lock down some of those environments. And so we would oftentimes have people who would use our labs to launch Bitcoin mining resources. And they would go in and they would launch these massive servers that we could not prevent using IAM alone. And so I, I had to go in and I had to, to set up the right monitoring so that if we would exceed certain kinds of, of thresholds or if if we if a lab environment would meet a certain kind of metric, then I would know that I would need to investigate it because before we had that, I'm not kidding. One time I logged in, nobody had been looking at it. Our bill was $80,000 because somebody had just spun up dozens of lab environments, right? They had created a bot that kind of bypassed some of our security controls on the application side. They had launched multiple different environments and they had launched the biggest instances that they could find that were GPU based. And they had been running oh unobstructed gosh. because nobody looked at it and nobody had monitoring in place. $80,000. That's, That's a full-time salary. That's crazy. Yes. So That's nuts. understanding your bill on, on a cloud service is absolutely part of security and is an important yep. thing that you have to learn that so many people just brush over. That is a really great fact. And, you know, I've never really thought about that too, because, you know, I, my full-time job, I'm a director of network operation. We do utilize the cloud and, uh, you know, that's one one of my things I do every month when the bill comes in. I'm looking over it and I'm like, oh, okay, why did it go up this month versus this month? And, you know, I look for those little nuances and that can be a really great indicator that something's not right. You know, all of a sudden, if your bill is normally you know, $80 a month and all of a sudden it's 300 okay, what's using those extra resources? Who's got it in there? Who's had access? You know, that can be a major red flag right there. And a lot of times people don't think about it. You know, mm -hmm. if I just went through and rubber stamped the bill every time and the accounting department never said anything, someone could have had, you know, compromised that system for months and just be sitting there, you know, doing whatever, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's a big part of it. Honestly, this is an exciting time to be in this field. Uh, every year it just feels like so much cool stuff is happening. More tools are coming out, more people are joining the industry. And I, I think it's an exciting time to join it. And it's an exciting time to, to learn more about IT and cybersecurity in general. But again, and this is a tip that we talked about previously, which is just don't let it overwhelm you and, and try to find mentors that can help you guide through what to focus on based on what you're interested in so that you don't get overwhelmed by the amount of information that's coming at you and amount of things that, that you need to learn. But just remember this, remember that people spend their entire lives in this industry like 20 plus years of experience and they are still not experts in every single topic. No one is going to be an expert in every single topic and you don't have to be, you just need to figure out what you enjoy the most about this industry, focus on learning that. And then everything else is just going to kind of fall into place. So for me, like I've said before, networking's never been my interest, but I've learned important networking, networking concepts through my learning journey of being a web developer, a cloud architect and things like that. Like I enjoyed those aspects of it and they led me to learning networking security, for example. So just focus on what you're passionate about, focus on what you love doing 
and don't necessarily just blindly listen to people that say, nope, drop everything you're doing and learn this instead. Um, Just, you know, be smart about that. Don't burn out and, and don't get overwhelmed. And just just try to find mentors in the industry, try to join friendly communities. And and I think you'll go a really long way and hopefully you'll have a great time doing it. And if there's anyone out there that wants to connect with you, how, what's the best way of people to uh, get a hold of you? I'm on social media, so you can find me Christoph Limpelair on LinkedIn. You can find me at Christoph Limp. I think it's Limp, yeah, L-I-M-P on Twitter. You can find me on CYBR.com or Cyber.com. Uh, there's a contact form there. You can also find the Discord community by going to cyber.com slash Discord. I'm there every single day of the week. So you could re, uh, join there and, and DM me if you have any follow-up questions or anything like that. I'm more than happy to help in any way that I can. Absolutely. And you know, we'll make sure I put links to that down in the description. I, I Again, I can't stress how amazing it is, You know, this community of people that you have built where it's really truly a safe community for those who have those entry-level questions and you know um i i've been a victim of it myself where i go and ask this question they're like oh why don't you know this i'm like well because i don't know everything i've you know um you know uh, you know like you said earlier you know if you don't know how to do this why are you even using kali linux you know you shouldn't be using kali linux and you know like depending on the question you know that could be the (laughs) that could be the case but more than not it's not you know i like to I like to learn by just trying and making mistakes, starting messy. You know, that's how I learned Linux is like, well, you know what? I really need to learn Linux. So I'm going to start daily driving Linux and I'm going to just kind of learn on the fly. And okay, why is my sound not working or okay? Why, why can I not connect to the internet? Okay. I got to get into the terminal and reconfigure, you know, my net plan or whatever it is. Um, You know, that's, I think that's one of the great ways to learn. That's how I learn. I just, learn by doing. Um, so I, I think it's great that you've built this community to really nurture that kind of style of learning. And you have so many great resources and uh, courses coming out. So you, I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, of course. I was going to say a comment to, to what you just said. You always have that one person when I go to conferences or meetups or something like that, they'll come up to me and, and they'll, they won't even necessarily introduce themselves. They'll just come up to me and they'll, they'll ask me this extremely obscure and technical question so, so I kind of like quiz me and see if I really know what I'm doing or not. I'm like, I don't know, dude, give, give me 20 minutes to <laughs> yeah. Google it. I could probably figure it out, but I don't know. I've, I've never seen that exact scenario before. Like what? what so, don't, you know, I, I've had that so many times too. And it, it, it's ridiculous. I think, you know, um, anyone who says, you know, you need to know all the stuff off the top of your head in it to be successful is lying. Absolutely. You know, I can't, I, I I'm, I can almost guarantee you I am on Google at least every other day, um, learning different things and doing my own research. Uh, you know, you're not expected to know everything in it cause you'll, you'll never, you never will. And the rate, uh, new information and new things are coming out. You'll never learn everything. You'll never be truly a product expert, but you know, if you have the desire to constantly be learning, you're going to do a really great job. Well, I, I just want to say thank you again for the opportunity to, to be here and to talk to your audience and, I hope they find value in, in what we just talked about. I certainly had a great time talking about it with you on on your um, your your show here, and I think what you're doing is fantastic. And anytime that you have a community that's trying to help other people out by running giveaways, you know, giving content away for for free, and and just helping educate and helping guide, it's always something that I admire because that's helped me so much in my own career. It's it's honestly changed my life. I would not be here today if we didn't have people like yourself creating this type of content (laughs) and helping people out. So thank you for putting this together and thank you for letting me be part of it. I really appreciate it. And thank you everybody for tuning in and and listening. I, I also really appreciate you 
you spending time with us today. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you again for taking the time. And yeah, that's, that's what we're all about. You know, we're not in this for the money or the fame. Um, it was someone similar to me that's no longer really doing this that really convinced me to get my start in the IT field. And I want to be that for someone else. Thanks for tuning in to the Bearded IT Dad. We hope you found today's episode helpful and informative. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate and leave a review as it helps more people find the show. If you want more of the Bearded IT Dad, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for additional career tips and IT insights. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms for updates on new episodes and exclusive content. Until next time, keep learning.